Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show that ensures that you profit from your time spent here from experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And joining us live from Dubai is Shihan Sharif. He is the author. He is also the CFO at Isanjo, uh, which, which is a largest Dubai's largest diversified global investments and technologies companies. Welcome to the show. Shihan. Thank you, Ajay. Thanks for having me on your show. Right. You are welcome to the show. You are welcome to India in this online form. And I'm sure not just in India, but a lot of people across the globe will benefit from what we are going to talk about. We'll be talking about accounting fundamentals for small businesses. We'll be talking about essential accounting tools for small businesses that they can, you know, use to succeed in whatever you are doing. They are doing. First, to understand from you, uh, Shihan, you know about accounting and finance, but a lot of small businesses, especially, they know about solving some pain for the customers, but they don't know much about accounting and finance. How would you want to tell them about what accounting uh, should be for them? How should they look at accounting and finance? And at the same time, you know, they are able to do as much as themselves because it's very important for them to understand uh, in terms of not only knowing their business, but also about the numbers that they are dealing with. Yeah, for sure. So accounting is a very misunderstood concept uh, and a function within any business. It's, a, it's an area that's mostly neglected and not considered as a primary area. Most businesses tend to focus on sales and marketing and uh, thereby, you know, neglect the accounting function. So when it comes to accounting, the importance is it could make or break the future of your business. As famously quoted by uh, a very famous entrepreneur in the world, Warren Buffett, he said that the language of business is accounting. For such a person, you know, having large investments in the, across the world in billions of dollars to say something as that, you know, that there should be a reason, right? So I think every business should consider finance and accounting as a very significant area because it's only then that you will know how much of cash is available, particularly for a small business, if you're talking in that in, the, in their language, how much of cash is available for future operations, for payments to suppliers, what payments are due from customers if they've sold it on credit and things like that. So it's, it's it, there are so many different areas that we could talk about, but in a nutshell, that's that's what uh, it, should, it should focus on. Right. Right. So in terms of, you know, many people are scared of numbers if, in terms of accounting. Uh, if you can count one uh, me also in that in that number. So how do people who are, you know, but I can still do it because I can avoid some numbers, some numbers I cannot avoid. But what people who are doing uh, into businesses, how can, the, you know, they get, uh, they understand these numbers better? What are the important numbers that they cannot avoid and also you know a lot of people who are into jobs they are not from the finance or you know accounting background and can they also look at you know positions in accounting and finance in today's time is is it possible is it not possible if possible how can they make it possible for themselves and where does your book come in into between accounting fundamentals what can it do for all these people yeah so there are a couple of questions there uh, let me break it down uh, part by part so starting off with you know 
uh, for a small business, what could mostly be important is how much of cash are they generating? How much of sales are they generating? Uh, what are the receivables? What are the payables? When are they due? When are they due to be received and paid? Uh, and also, what are the assets that they own? Uh, what future investments are required into the business? Because most often than not, the primary issue that small businesses face is cash flow. Uh, they suddenly realize that they don't have enough cash to make payments to suppliers. And that's not a good thing. And that's by the time it's probably too late. You should be knowing these signs. You should be figuring these signs out well in advance, perhaps months, weeks, at least days, uh, so that you have enough time to take action, enough time to look at alternative financing options, and so on. So when it comes to a small business, the starting point is that at least they should consider finance and accounting as an important area in their business. As the famous Tony Robbins says, where focus goes, energy flows. So if you particularly focus on that area, You'll be able to, if you if you don't have the knowledge and if you have the fear of accounting, that, that isn't a good starting point. At least trust the experts. If, if, if you know any contacts, you know, speak to them. At least try to understand what are the areas that you should focus on. If you still are unable, I mean, of course, my book is available for anyone, not just for business, small business owners and entrepreneurs, but for anyone uh, pursuing to uh, learn accounting and finance, my book is always available. And it starts from the very basics of, from a particularly a non-finance uh, person's point of view. And I've written it from, from the reader's perspective. So it starts from explaining the easiest concepts to the histor history of finance and accounting, to what the double entry accounting system really means. Again, these are jargons, but it, in the book, it's broken down uh, from a non-finance perspective. So uh, I suggest everyone to uh, have a read. It's available on Amazon uh, Unlimited. Uh, so if you want to read it, even the first chapter, it's available on Amazon. Take a read. If you if you really like it, you could purchase it. Anyway, that's, that's a different thing. But coming back to your question, uh, Ajay, uh, the starting point would always be keep a record of all the transactions that happen in your business. Whether you're selling it on cash, whether you're selling it on credit, have a record list either if you if you don't have a computer, at least write it down in a book, in a journal, and have the records clearly date-wise, if you want time-wise, any additional information, if you want to record the customer's name, email address, if it's a little bigger business, and so on. You know, try to get yourself structured would be the, the essential point there. Once you get structured, even if you're not an accountant, even if you hire an accountant, it's very easy for anyone to do the bookkeeping and the accounting piece. But if you don't have those records, unfortunately, no one will be able to help you. So yeah, that's a very significant, important step uh, that you would need to take. Right, right, Shan. Now, in terms of, you know, uh, tools, there are millions of tools and especially now with artificial intelligence coming into the picture it is you know almost you can get overwhelmed to understand a tool you need to try them out even to try that out you need to do that learning and then you know compare to make it easy for small businesses can you suggest some essential accounting tools that you know businesses can small businesses can start using for their success rather than you know trying to shift through all the maze of 
millions of accounting tools or many millions of tools, I, I would say. Absolutely, Ajay. I think that's a wonderful question. And, and it's a question that could benefit a lot of small uh, business owners. So when it comes to tools and systems, you could break it down into different categories. I'll just give you a few examples. Uh, like you said, yes, there are millions of uh, tools, but it's important not to be overwhelmed by the number of tools. It's important just to select a few essential tools that could really help to drive your business to that next level. So starting with accounting systems, I think particularly in India, uh, Tally is a very useful system uh, and it's very popular, very easy to use. Aside from Tally, uh, there are other tools like Xero. Uh, it goes as xero.com. So Xero.com is a, is a very good software and easy to use uh, system. Aside, you've also got Sage, you've got QuickBooks. So there are various different accounting systems. Uh, but again, I wouldn't encourage anyone to start there. I would encourage everyone to start with keeping the records, then probably Excel, and then go into something more structured once you're comfortable. That comfort level is important before you engage or start with a tool. Then when it comes to internal collaboration, if you've got uh, different branches of your business, uh, you know, if, you, if it's a restaurant chain or different branches, and you want to correspond uh, between the branches and have a collaboration uh, time to time, and like quick messaging, you know, rather than having to deal with uh, emails and so on, could use chat systems such as Slack, SLA, CK. Uh, the important part is that it's free to start using. So you could try them out uh, and until it reaches a certain threshold of, in terms of number of messages, you could have even calls uh, between channels. You can have like different departments organized uh, and so on. So there are different uh, uh, options that are available. Then when it comes to email, of course, there are so many different options for running your email campaigns and so on. I wouldn't get into that particularly because I think it's more of a marketing uh, and sales related uh, aspect. But, but there are different options available to be evaluated. Then in, in terms of automation, uh, there are so many different tools, but the most popular one uh, is called Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R. What it does is, you know, the moment you type in uh, an, a, maybe a few transactions, you can set it up in such a way that the moment you've entered it into a particular spreadsheet, that the accounting entry gets posted on your accounting system. It needs some work to set it up initially, but once it's set up, you're, I mean, it's super useful, super helpful, saves a lot of time, costs, and so on. So I encourage you to at least, you know, try to have the transactions recorded on a particular system, Excel or whatever, whatever document that you're comfortable with. Then look at automating those transactions to be posted because it can really save you a lot of time as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And it can help you to focus on those areas which are important to growing your business rather than having to get involved into these nitty gritty day to day stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Shihan. Now, one important uh, thing that is, you know, that people want to understand, and you would be the best person because you are associated with Nomode, is the payment system. A small business, especially now, they do a lot of business online. They want to use the international market. And India, you know, there are people, a lot of people who are into handmade clothing and a lot of other different sort of artistic stuff for that 
generally people know about either two platforms paypal as well as stripe paypal you know you use it you use the email or phone whatever way it is and then you get that payment though i personally believe that the fees is very very high and a lot of people i talk to they complain but they have no other option stripe i don't know what his existence is in india but it is not happening as actively or it's happening in some form but very very you know with stripe express and all that also i'm yet to understand you would be the best person you nomad has as has this uh, some sort of an understanding with stripe you will be again able to for a small business what is the best uh, you know way that they can pay to others and most important is they can receive their money for the goods that they are goods or services also that they are selling in a world like today when there are millions of apps and tools in terms of payment modes especially in india i don't see that you know that choice at all it is not overwhelming it is underwhelming and sometimes you know i have been talking to many 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 sellers sometimes you almost feel hostage by the situation i will come to that but i want you to help us understand this whole dynamics of so that especially small businesses can make the best of uh, you know provide the best of products and services as well as get the best in terms of payment systems from what is available and the way it, this whole market is expanding absolutely that's a great question ajay because it's a it's a challenge that's faced by many business owners uh, on a day to day basis and payments is a key component you know when selling products and services so when it comes to payments you know there are like you said there are several options available stripe being the largest in the world but yes unfortunately it's still a very small component within india's total payment uh, processing volume but there are many other options and uh, again it all comes down to the speed of settlement the cost of settlement and these are two key factors that any business owner needs to consider when evaluating and comparing different options so we as nomod uh, we offer a payment solution again which is intended to replace the traditional post machine so even you could accept in person payments through uh, your mobile phone the mobile phone acts as essentially the post machine aside from that uh, you know you could send payment links to people to pay remotely from wherever in the world they are there is this invoice creation feature so you don't have to create invoices through separate systems you could create it directly from the platform so i encourage you to each of you to take a look at nomod which is our solution again i could be biased in offering it but i strongly encourage you because it's a very customized uh, product and uh, there are several features that are available costing wise it's very reasonable again we totally understand the pain points of uh, you know uh, businesses where the cost payment fees is really high so we've considered all that and also as a new business relatively new business uh, where we are keen to expand this into many markets we are now going into a few other key markets in the next few months uh, it's a new product but we've grown into thousands of uh, merchants over this period plus what most merchants like about us or what they always uh, tell about us is that you know our services are are fantastic we have a team dedicated to serving merchants and plus our speed of settlement is faster than anyone else uh, out there in the market at least from what i know so these are the factors that you know as a small business owner you cash flow plays a key component plus cost you know you cannot afford to 
pay exorbitant uh, expenses, uh, particularly at the beginning until you expand into a decent size. So if you could take these factors into consideration while comparing your different payment options, I'm sure you'll be able to find a, a solution. And it's important because I know even though it may cost something and you may not get it for free uh, for sure, uh, you know, getting cash flow upfront rather than a few days or weeks or months down the line could really benefit in terms of uh, running and uh, expanding your business. So, yeah, it's, it's it's an important area, like you said, Ajay. So I think I hope everyone takes that into consideration. Right, right. So is is no more uh, available for businesses in India also? Can they start using it uh, right now? Absolutely, it's available globally. Uh, it's more popular in the UAE, US, UK, uh, KSA, and few other countries. But we have a number of uh, Indian merchants and. That's that's an area, that's a market that we are going to probably physically operate maybe in some time in the future, given the size of the market. But for any merchant to create an account and operate it, there is no issue. Absolutely, it's open uh, to many currencies around the world, to many to all markets in the world. So I encourage everyone to at least create a test account and start using it. We have a few promotions as well to encourage merchants to start using the product at the beginning. Uh, so, yeah, just take a look at it. Absolutely. And one more thing is that uh, Nomad is a partner platform for Stripe. Stripe also will also be in the market, must be in other markets also. So how do you differentiate between Stripe and Nomad? People will rather know more about Stripe and less about Nomad. So how does that differentiator come in, especially if I want to use it here and Stripe is also available? Yeah, so Stripe is just one of the platforms that we process payments through. And there are a few other platforms that we process payments with as well. But you're right, everyone knows Stripe more than Nomad. But the good thing is, even though we don't heavily advertise or spend in terms of marketing uh, to, to popularize our product, all our merchants, they themselves refer many other merchants by using the product and being satisfied the merchants uh, of the product. So. So it's spreading like really fast. And I think that organic traffic and growth has really helped us, uh, you know, get to this level where we are. And you'll see uh, as, as you start using the product, you'll see that we are constantly improving. We've got a dedicated engineering team who continuously work on developing the product based on feedback from merchants. So, you know, being a very large uh, provider such as Stripe, probably these are not key focus areas for such large providers and the speed at which you develop these improvements and implement them is 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 probably a key differentiator between uh, you know a payment providers such as stripe and us i would say absolutely absolutely now let me ask you one more thing to understand this whole market in terms of the payment system is that a platform like paper uh, and, yeah. and please add if others are also doing the same. They provide, say, certain uh, guarantees to their buyers, to people who are purchasing through that platform. That if there is a problem with the product that they have bought from anywhere in the world, they will be able to, you know, uh, get that protection. Again, on PayPal, different buyers, they buy through their credit cards, and they can charge it back. So what happens is that not all buyers will be true buyers. Or for flimsy reason, after they have gotten the product, they will raise 
whatever minor issue or even without raising much, they can give a charge back. That's what they use. And the seller is left high and dry. You have lost your product. You have lost everything. And the whole system is devised more from that, uh, you know, your buyer point of view. And then you have to deal as a seller. You have to deal with PayPal. You have to deal with the customer. You have to deal with the customer's bank. You don't know where to go. How do you sell in today's time in such a situation? Does no more do the same thing? There's no harm in buying, giving protection to your buyers. Protection should be both for sellers and buyers equally. And it is the right or wrong can only be decided by the court of law. Some people who are not that much of trained within the system, how can they know the nitty gritties of a product which is very exquisite? That is why I want to understand that what are the options for a seller here? How do you make sure that you are not only being the right seller, but you are also able to sell it to the right buyer also? And somebody in the middle who is taking a lot of money in terms of transaction fees is playing the right sort of mediator and not because the system has been devised such that it will only support most of the buyers itself because they are again buying through their banks. Their banks are again supporting them. They are giving them that extra benefit and PayPal can do nothing. I want to understand the options here for sellers. Does your, does your platform provide that uh, you know, fair ground, you know, better playing ground or equal playing ground to buyers as well as sellers. Yes, Sajay. So I think you nicely summed up a key challenge that's faced, that's being faced in the payments industry and uh, that, that affects both the, the sellers as well as the customers. So how we go about it is uh, there are different aspects to it in terms of risk mitigation and management here. But just to quickly summarize it, uh, you know, when we onboard a merchant or a seller or a business, there are certain key components that we have to take them through in terms of verification. Although it's much easier and faster than other platforms, we have an ID verification or a passport verification. Uh, then we have the business verification done. So all these things on the back end are checked through different automated systems. It captures whether the ID is a genuine ID or not and so many different things. And then we have a particular risk score assigned and so on. So uh, considering all these aspects, we are, are, there's a particular dedicated team for onboarding. They decide you know, whether the merchant is too risky to onboard or not. And if there are certain follow-up questions or clarifications that are required, like for example, such as sample invoices uh, uh, or certain transaction proofs, maybe a, a statement extract and so on are requested. Once the team is satisfied, it's only then that they onboard the merchant. So it's not open for anyone and anybody, just to be clear. That's on the seller perspective. Then from the customer perspective, of course, any transaction has a risk. It's like, you know, in terms of your life risk, even if you cross the road, there is a risk, right? right. So uh, in terms of carrying out any transaction, to be honest, there is definitely a risk. But how you validate or uh, a certain up to what risk tolerance you want to uh, accept is the question here so when a when a customer transacts using a card uh, you know there are different factors that determine the risk of that particular transaction one is the card type you know uh, who is the card issuer where is the customer using the card from 
uh, what's the currency, what's the amount, what's the time of the day, what's the day of the week. You know, there are hundreds of different factors like this. Probably a customer could be using an Indian card, but he may be based in Dubai or he may be based in the US. So, you know, if, if there are these kind of differences, I'm not saying you can't, but, but how the systems calculate right. it is based on a multiple different factors such as that, not just one factor. So combining all these factors together, there is a, a again a risk score that's assigned to each transaction and uh, before the transaction goes through itself. So it, 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 you know, identifies whether it's a good transaction to take on board or, you know, there are uh, certain validations that are required, particularly in the UAE, there is this 3D uh, secure option. So not anyone could do a transaction as, as soon as you uh, enter your card details and, uh, you know, click on a link to make the payment, you'll receive an OTP or a one-time password that you need to enter on the, on the transaction screen itself. So it's only the cardholder who will have access to that and it's only the cardholder who will be able to enter that. So likewise, there are different strategies in different markets that we adopt. And if, if in case for any reason, you know, there, there, there is a dispute and so on, the customer has all the right to go back to his bank or the card issuer and raise a dispute. And of course, we mediate as much as possible. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we take a balanced view. We, we don't take a biased view on in terms of uh, the seller or the customer. It's all based on facts and it's fact driven only. So based on the evidences and the facts, we then take a decision and provide the supporting documents, uh, you know, to our payment processor as and when it's required. So answering your question, yes, it's a very, very important uh, area. And probably that's that's an area that could uh, put off uh, a, a particular seller. But but again, these numbers are very minimal. Having processed millions of dollars of payments, uh, you know, for different uh, customers across the world in many different countries, I can say that it's it's a it's not a major concern. It's a very minimal issue. So don't be put off by that. Uh, and I encourage everyone to start using, uh, you know, these kind of payment systems, at least from, start from smaller transaction values and see how it goes. And then, you know, you could decide uh, to open it up for much more payments. Right, right, Shihan. So very quickly, if you can tell about, uh, you are the CFO at Isanjo, about what your company does. You've already talked about Nomad and also Money Master HQ so that, you know, people know more about what you are doing. Yeah, so Isanjo is affiliated to Nomad uh, and it's part of the same uh, group. Uh, within Isanjo, we, do, we have uh, multiple different businesses. We trade in precious metals, in physical uh, gold and silver in particular. Then we've also got a, a few businesses into investments, uh, into small and medium-sized enterprises and investments into property, joint venture, public equity trading and so on. Uh, in terms of Money Master HQ, uh, that's my venture, where, which was required when I published my book, uh, so that uh, you know I can build a, a list for my uh, readers, and I can provide them with important and useful resources that accompany the book. Uh, so, uh, fortunately, my book uh, received the bestseller status on Amazon uh, about a month ago. It's only been about two months since I published the book, uh, and there have been more than three thousand copies that have been sold. Fortunately. I also published a second book, which I'm willing to provide as a free gift to all your uh, audience, Ajay. So I'll share the link with you and you can share it with, uh, with, with everyone who's uh, attending this session. I'm, I'm sure it'll, it will be very useful because it's, it's a book written particularly for small businesses in terms of what uh, metrics they should measure 
certain key metrics that they should measure and uh, you know that will help hopefully to uh, grow their businesses so in terms of money master hq the main idea is to provide financial and accounting knowledge and education for particularly non finance uh, managers and entrepreneurs uh, because i see that as a very uh, important area across my almost uh, 18 plus years uh, in into uh, finance and accounting i've met many business owners who you know don't understand the very basics of finance and accounting and that has resulted in even bankruptcy in their companies going uh, into liquidation uh, having major issues in terms of not being able to make payments to suppliers on time and even some of them even on the headlines on the news and so on so it's not an area that any business owner wants to uh, go to so uh, you know you always dream of growing your business into the next level so that's that's why i i mean particularly during that covid period and the difficult period that i went through uh, personally as well i thought you know there there's an area that i could give back to the community and people and uh, you know there's there's an this is an area definitely that i could help people with based on my knowledge and experience and that's the only thing i could share so this 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 resulted in me you know coming up with the book and also uh, looking to educate people in in these areas uh, i'm also working on a course uh, uh, in the near future and hopefully that should be out as well my book has also been translated into arabic uh, it's being translated at the moment into a few other languages as well again the whole idea is to educate people uh, more than anything absolutely absolutely so those people who want to learn more from you more about you what's the best way for them to connect with you and also those who want to do business with you what's the best way to connect yeah so the best and easiest way would be to get on to my linkedin page uh, and probably send me an invitation i'll accept it and uh, you know you could message me on that and otherwise uh, if you want to personally connect with me you could also go to manimasterhq.com and uh, Uh, you know, there's a contact form there. All my uh, profile links and so on are shared there. My email address is available there, and right at the top on the website is the free gift. So once you click on that, you'll be able to download the free ebook in a PDF form. And uh, I'm also working on a few resources. So once you register in there, uh, eventually in the next few days and weeks, you'll be receiving a number of other uh, free gifts as well. Uh, once you download that, so. I, again the intention is to make it useful for people and businesses and make it easier for them to do business and that's that's my aim and ambition wonderful wonderful with this it's a wrap on this very special edition of the kj masterclass live thank you so much indeed for joining us thank you very much ajay i thoroughly enjoyed this session thank you very much for having me on your show